It's Thursday, April 10, 2014. A peer-reviewed climate change study released today finds the threat of man-made global warming to be greatly exaggerated and that it, quote, is not dangerous. The Heartland Institute says climate change will be good for you. Ukraine hasn't made its February fuel payment and owes Russia $1.89 billion. Russia threatens to cut off gas supplies to Europe. Plus, it looked like a herd of cows. Attack of the tumbleweeds. No, seriously, attack of the tumbleweeds. All of those attacks and more straight ahead. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. The UN released a report this week, again, very scary. I mean, every report is scarier than the last. They're like police academy movies. You can't believe that each succeeding one is worse than the ones that came before, but somehow they are. Oh, snap. Steve Gutenberg slam. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, in our opening teaser there, we heard Fox News talk about a peer-reviewed report. This report from this pretend climate outfit announcing that CO2 is great for us, global warming's not a problem. What do they mean by peer-reviewed? Has this fossil fuel-funded report actually been peer-reviewed? Not by any actual scientific community standards. Remember, this was published by the right-wing fossil fuel-funded Heartland Institute, not in a scientific journal. And it's sort of more like, I would say, PAL review rather than peer review. They get their friends to look at it and say, yeah, that's okay. Which is why one of the actual scientists asked about this study said, oh, these aren't peers. These aren't actual real scientists. He said, that's not an assessment of scientists. Uh, mostly that's a bunch of old retired guys that got together. There you go, a bunch of old retired guys. Yes, and more on that in a moment. But first, to Russia. With love? In the ongoing conflict between Ukraine and Russia. After doubling natural gas prices to Ukraine in February, now Russian President Vladimir Putin this week warned European Union leaders Russia will cut those natural gas deliveries to Ukraine unless Ukraine starts paying that much higher gas bill, and that, in turn, would cut gas deliveries to Europe, which receives its gas from Russia through pipelines that go through Ukraine. So, of course, now in the U.S., the fossil fuel industry and its friends in Congress are opportunistically attempting to exploit the Ukraine conflict, saying fast-tracking U.S. natural gas exports would be an energy weapon against Russian aggression, even though such infrastructure would take years to complete and exporting it would actually hurt Americans by increasing domestic natural gas prices. But Democratic Senator Sheldon Whitehouse of Rhode Island has a different idea, telling Pacifica Radio Network News that the U.S. should instead export clean energy, solar panels and wind turbines to help free Ukraine from Russian influence. Frankly, we build a lot of that stuff. And if the purpose of the exercise here is to reduce Ukraine's energy dependence on Russia, going to an alternative fossil fuel is one way to do it, but reducing overall demand with renewables is another way to do it, and uh, in the long run, probably a better way. Meanwhile, the UN's Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change releases its third and final report on Sunday. A leaked draft of the report spells out the many pathways and policies to cut greenhouse gas emissions going forward and reportedly presents a wide spectrum of options for policymakers to reduce the risk of catastrophic climate change. 
But the discredited Heartland Institute says, don't listen to the world's scientists. Climate change will be good. The right-wing fossil fuel-funded group this week put out its own report, as dutifully noted by Fox News. The non-governmental international panel on climate change, or NIPSI, uh, concludes that there is more carbon in the atmosphere, but it will not cause catastrophic deadly storms. The human impact is small. Plant life thrives on carbon dioxide. With more of it in the atmosphere, the plants will do better. Phew! That is good to hear. Glad <laughs> everything's going to be okay after all. Except for the fact that it conveniently ignores studies demonstrating the opposite. Too much CO2 actually hurts plants and nutrition levels. And again, this is not a peer-reviewed study. It's a PAL-reviewed study. And these are the same people who also spent decades telling you smoking is good for you. Wait, it's not? Finally, across the West, the ongoing drought has forced cattle ranchers to sell off their herds. With no grazing cattle to eat tumbleweeds, the West is now in tumbleweed trouble. The apartments back there were buried. They were buried in, in uh, tumbleweeds. Couldn't get out of the garage. It was sky high. Been lived here for 23 years and never seen this. Oh my, it had to have been about eight feet tall. Wait, eight feet high tumbleweed blocking people inside their garages? Yes, literally blocking roads and train tracks. Firefighters in Colorado actually had to use chainsaws to free a pregnant woman who was on the verge of going into labor because she was trapped in her home by masses of tumbleweeds. So because of global warming, we have this drought. Because of the drought, we have to sell off the cows. Because we sold off the cows, we are now prisoners in our own homes from Tumbleweed. Something like that. Everything's going really well. For much more on those stories and the ones we couldn't get to, please stop by our website at greennews.bradblog.com. While you're there, please consider a donation to help the Green News Report stay on your public airwaves. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. And this has been your Green News Report. Here on the range I belong, Green